it's calming it's super therapeutic you will be more focused and i think your attention to detail will really increase Welcome to another episode of Wellness Curated. I'm your host Anshu Bahanda and the aim of this podcast is to give you ideas, trends and techniques that will help you lead a healthier and happier life. This episode is part of our series that focuses on intellect as one of the eight pillars of holistic wellness. And today we're going to explore the link between lettering or calligraphy and intelligence so a 2021 study of japanese students and graduates showed that if you were actually to write on a piece of paper actually writing as opposed to typing or digitally writing but writing on a piece of paper it could lead to more brain activity and it would help you remember things better researchers believe that the unique complex spatial and tactile information associated with writing by hand may lead to improved memory there was another older study which has shown that writing kind of encourages networks or sparks networks in the left side of the brain so could working on one's lettering actually improve your brain power so helping us explore these questions we have sanjana chatlani here who's a calligrapher and her calligraphy has graced lots of famous people's wedding cards she does calligraphy on corporate gifts on corporate notes welcome to the show sanjana thank you and thank you for having me i'm really excited and welcome to bombay thank um, you and i think the topic is really interesting and it's something that i too would like to discuss and dive into so really looking forward thank you Thank you for being here and I'm very excited personally because I'm fascinated with all things Japanese and this is something which I know is well there's a lot J- Japan has had a huge yeah. influence on cal- yes. calligraphy but tell me about your workshops and the work that you do So I have started doing calligraphy it wasn't something I you know you know it's not a profession that I grew up as a kid saying I want to be a calligrapher it just happened I was very much in the corporate world I was working for LVMH mm-hmm. and their wines and spirits company called Moet Hennessy so mm-hmm. I was always doing marketing and brand management and it was very uh, It was a very funny incident because one day in the office I saw an elderly man sitting down with a strange looking tool writing mm-hmm. on these you know dom perignon cards that we were sending out and that's when i realized that he was a calligrapher and every luxury brand when they do any kind of gifting they send out a note in calligraphy and i think that's when the interest in me really sparked and it was about 5 years ago and i started researching a little bit about mm-hmm. different styles of calligraphy uh what's going on in the calligraphy world and i started taking workshops with teachers all outside of india because there was nothing in india at that time especially for like western calligraphy mm-hmm. and i think it was very organic one thing sort of led to another i began to attend classes with teachers abroad i came back i started an instagram account 
And I think people were very fascinated and intrigued because it was quite different. You know, in this highly digital mm-hmm. world, and Absolutely. it's so standardized. Yeah. And then when you come in talking about personalization and doing something by hand and adding warmth and you know showing effort going yeah, into yeah, something, yeah. I think people took it really well. And I started doing just so small calligraphy jobs on the side for friends and family. Mm-hmm. I moved on to people I didn't know. And then it moved on to me having to say no to people because I still had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So it was in 2018 that I decided to quit my job and go full-time with uh, the Bombay Lettering Company, which right. is what we are now. So now we're a, a calligraphy-based design studio. I'd like to say that because the core and soul of everything we do is script and right. handwritten and hand-rendered. Yeah. So we do a lot of work today for corporates, for brands, for events and weddings, for individuals. So tell me about your workshops also. How did so, you think of starting those? What do they involve? So workshops actually, again, started with a few friends coming to me and asking me to teach them. Right. But after I did one class, I realized that teaching came to me really very naturally. Right. And I think as an instructor, every time you teach, you learn the concept so much better yourself. Yeah. And so we started organizing workshops all over India. And there was no specific, you know, age group right, because I would right. get, well, there was more female than male, right. but I, it was almost from 14 to 55, 60. And we'd have people coming in to learn the style I would teach. So I was teaching a style called copper plate calligraphy, right. which is from England. It's okay. a 17th century script and it works with a tool called a pointed pen and a flexible nib. Right. And it's a script that you work with pressure. Okay. So you actually, you know, dip your nib into a pot of ink and use your pressure to apply um, to get thin or thick strokes. Okay. And I think the idea of dipping a nib into a pot of ink in the 21st century on its own is quite beautiful. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised to see the kind of people who wanted to learn. Our workshops would sell out immediately. And I'd ask people and I'd say, you know, why have you joined a calligraphy class? And it was so interesting to get the responses. I once had a woman saying, my husband and I are in a long distance marriage. So I want to send him letters by hand to show my warmth and affection and love. And then I would have someone saying, oh, I think I want to pursue it as a career. So I want to learn. I had a child coming in saying, I want to use this for all my projects in school. So different reasons. reasons, But essentially, it's an art form that's so meditative and therapeutic and calming. Calligraphy is so technical, it's almost kind of mathematical in ways because you're working with specific tools on specific guidelines is what we call our lines that we work on. And you're working at specific angles and heights and ratios. Is this English calligraphy? This is English. It's uh, as opposed to being different from Oriental calligraphy. So different languages have different scripts and different tools altogether. And the rules for all are very different. For me, my expertise would lie in Western calligraphy, so the Latin word. Mm -hmm. And I've dabbled a bit into Devanagari, which comes from Sanskrit. But similar in the sense that there are rules, there are angles, there are different tools um, that you use. And you have to adhere to that because the beauty in calligraphy is actually in the precision, in the detail, in in the obsession that you have in making those strokes look perfect. And do you think... Has it enhanced your life in any way? A hundred percent. I feel I've become another person in these five years. And 
initially, you know, you don't realize these things. They're so small, these mm. nuances. But a small example, I play tennis uh -huh. and I enjoy, you know, a couple of days on, in the week, I'll go hit. And I took a little break a couple of years ago and I was only doing calligraphy. Uh -huh. And I got back to tennis and I thought my game would be very bad because I was out of touch, I was pr out of practice. But I realized that my tennis was actually really good because I was using the same concepts that I was learning while learning calligraphy on the tennis court as well. Wow. So simple things like hand-eye coordination. I was so much more focused when I was playing. The sound of your ball hitting your racket yeah, versus the yeah. sound of your nib on the paper with the ink flowing. Yeah. The attention to detail, the focus, keeping your eye on one thing. The tennis is one example, but I think in everything in like your day-to-day -day life, my attention to detail is more, my focus is more, my ability to grasp certain concepts is a bit more as well. And I, I could attribute this to calligraphy mm. and I really feel it's helped me in so many mm. ways. I also feel it's made me a lot more calm as a person. Because of the mindfulness that goes because into it. Because the one thing that is so important that my teachers have taught me is breathing. Mm -hmm. and. Sometimes, you know, when you're nervous about something, you tend to hold your breath. Mm. But with calligraphy, it's the opposite. You want to actually focus on your breathing. So interesting. So they actually taught you to breathe a particular way. So my teacher, who's my one of my mentors in Italy, she's a master penman. Her name is Barbara Calzolari. When you see her writing, you feel like she's almost in a trance because her body is moving with the inhales and the exhales. So in copper plate calligraphy, we take every upstroke like an inhale mm. and every downstroke like yeah, an exhale yeah, yeah. and you're following that pattern and I love saying this but when we're doing calligraphy it's almost like you're dancing on paper right Lovely. and it's that meditative moment for yourself we just did a podcast last week on dancing really? so lovely what you're saying it's dancing really on paper like that. 100%. and you know we don't realize how important it is sometimes for us to disconnect from the digital world and just be analog and just use our hands. How long was it before people started recognizing your talent? I think it was within my first year or year and a half. And I think it was due to a lot of reasons. You know, of course, I hope people found it beautiful. <laughs> but I think people were also just intrigued because the way I was finding solace in it as an art form, the viewer would find some sort of, you know, like it was a breath of fresh air to see something done by hand. No, even when you describe it to me, when you talk about posture and breathing, it sounds It is. Amazing. And when, when people ask me if I meditate, I'm like, every this day, is this is my meditation. Yeah, yeah. And can anyone learn it or do you feel like people have to be artistically inclined? So, I do think you have to be a little artistically inclined and I do okay. think you want to have that sense of precision, um, attention to detail and patience. Patience is key because mm -hmm. calligraphy is all about patience you cannot do it quickly right because it's not handwriting yes so there's a difference between absolutely. handwriting and calligraphy so and i see it as an art yes you're is. telling me it's a precise art i would say that okay because handwriting is when the objective of handwriting is when you're putting down your thoughts on paper or somewhere and you're not focusing on beautifying it you're mm -hmm. focusing on getting down the message but with calligraphy it's an art form where we're really drawing shapes and those shapes connect to form letters. Mm -hmm. So you're 
whole and sole objective is to make those look beautiful mm -hmm. which is why a lot of calligraphers make the silliest spelling mistakes because we're not concentrating on, on the, the spelling, spelling but yeah, we're looking yeah, at yeah. the letter a for example right, right. in say copper plate calligraphy it's an oval and mm -hmm. another shape called an undertone okay. so i'm not thinking of an a but i'm thinking of combining an oval and an undertone okay so you're thinking in shapes and that's what kind of makes it quite different from handwriting as well so you you said to me that practice makes a big difference to the calligraphy as your calligraphy developed did you find like you gave me the tennis example but did you find that say taking the tennis that kept getting better yes. so your mental acuity got better and therefore the output got better yeah i'm able to grasp concepts and things quicker i'm able to i'm more alert uh and i do feel so much of it is because of all the disciplines you i've gotten from calligraphy also so now when you write normally mm -hmm. has that changed or is that not the same so much so that's the same yeah. that hasn't changed yeah, it's not like that looks it's a like little a little bit of a myth okay. you know when people think that you need good handwriting right. to do calligraphy not so much because i do think they're quite different so I, in the office you know at my studio we use all our glass doors to write and i write with the whiteboard markers and people can't understand it and they're like sanja this is a disgrace you're calligraphy <laughs> and i was like it doesn't matter it's not they're connected. two different things <laughs> yeah. yeah um and you know you were talking about your workshops and you said people of all age groups were joining yeah. in so were they doing it as a hobby or was there an end goal it was a mix of both Okay. So I had a lot of people coming saying it was for just for fun for themselves. Right. Someone lost her husband and she said I need something to you know to just get into right. and um find peace with and I love art so I thought why not calligraphy. Right. Um you know someone wanted to just do something on the side for fun. Someone enjoyed writing letters, someone enjoyed poetry so much that she wanted to learn to be able to write poems. Uh, in calligraphy. In calligraphy. Wow. So it's so nice to see different people's objectives and what they want out of it. And then there were a lot of people who did say that I enjoy it. I like the look of it. I think I want to pursue it professionally also. Right. The only thing I would tell people was that please don't decide that you want to make this a career path. until you've spent a couple years with it to see if you enjoy it or not okay because yeah, a lot of people yeah. come in to learn calligraphy and think it's very easy yeah especially because of instagram today you know people speed up the videos mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and add all these effects and it looks so easy and also the better you get at it you do it more effortlessly which right. makes it look so look easy. easier absolutely right? absolutely and then yeah. people think oh that's yeah. easy i can do that too so the calligraphy that i've seen was with bamboo on yeah. rice paper yeah. but tell me about your copper plate calligraphy mm -hmm. what equipment do you need for it so for copper plate calligraphy we we use paper so you want yeah. to use nice calligraphy friendly normally, paper normal paper so we we say calligraphy friendly, friendly paper so it doesn't blot so it doesn't blot right um because we apply a lot of pressure so even the ink and the paper need to be calligraphy friendly the paper should be non coated paper so it should be just natural paper okay. uh, we use archival paper watercolor paper i do use handmade paper also but even then you don't want it to be the handmade paper there is too many fibers because right. your nib can get caught in it right. uh we use a nib which is also um a flexible nib a metal or steel nib and a holder which is usually wooden and ink so mm. my favorite ink is japanese actually okay. Okay. it's called sumi ink okay and sumi ink is a famous japanese ink that's actually 
beautiful story. It's made from the soot that comes out from the chimneys of the temples in Japan. Oh, wow. Well, originally. Oh, originally. Now, okay. sadly, it's yeah. made in lots of different ways. But originally, that's how it was made. Okay. And then it was like a year-long process to actually make these ink sticks, is what they would call it. And um, so even for calligraphy, it's a very, very, it's a great ink to use. So I was in the UK earlier last year for four months learning right. with an amazing calligrapher in Brighton. Okay. And okay. he had spent a lot of time in Japan, my teacher, you and Clayton. So he would tell us a lot about just the Japanese and calligraphy and how it's a calligrapher's paradise. I, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of, you've told me, so if I was to come to you, right, as a, someone who's never done calligraphy, yeah. you would say to me it'll take a year and a half to two years? Is that what you said? Before it looks like calligraphy, is that right? Not really. So I think, again, this is quite subjective and based on each person's ability to grasp concepts okay. or how much time you practice for, you know, um, and how much time you want to dedicate to learning this script. I've had students whose work looks stunning in the first few weeks. Right. And I've had people who've taken a couple of months, you know, but consistent practice to get there. So it is a bit subjective. Of course, you're not going to, your work's not going to look amazing on day one. And that's natural. Right. And you'll notice it keeps getting better and better and better with time. And I think that's what's really beautiful about it because you can track your progress right and your strokes become more precise your angles and it's all about building muscle memory that's what it is because we work on guidelines and what the name suggests they're lines that guide us right and you want to keep repeating what you're doing to build that memory um, in your hand muscles to create the ovals in a certain way or to follow the particular angle. So that it angle. becomes natural. Ex Today I can pick up a pen without my guidelines and right. I will write at exactly 55 degrees wow. because that's the angle copper plate's written at. Or right. whether I'm doing another style called Spencerian, which is American cursive, um, which is a young, much younger script because it came from the US in mm -hmm. like the 19th century. And that angle is 52 degrees. So I'm writing at 52 degrees. Oh for, my God. That and then kind if you of go position? into, you know, like Gothic or like black yeah. letter or broad edge, again, European, um, it's upright. So you're writing at 90 degrees, but your nibs at another angle of 30 degrees. So you're focusing on two angles. So it really is, uh, you know, you're jumping when you're moving between scripts, you're moving between different rules. Also, yeah, and just absolutely. like art, you know, where today you can identify an MF Hussein, you can identify mm -hmm. a Raza, you know, these pieces. Um, even with calligraphers today, I can see pieces of work and I know that it's done by a certain master pen. Oh my God, because amazing. I, yeah, because over time you develop your own style and you add your own flavor and you add your own touch. So when I'm talk talking to my students as well, you know, of course, in the beginning, your objective is to just copy the exemplar and make mm -hmm. it look identical. So you want to understand the fundamentals and get that right. But over time, you now have the liberty to play with the rules, bend the rules, add your flavor, add your style, add a little bit of you into the work mm -hmm. to make it unique. And what age would you recommend people start? So I do teach kids yeah. and it's actually amazing to see the way kids have taken to it and I've taught to 8 to 12 year olds but I teach them something called brush calligraphy which is with brush like markers with, yeah okay. so it's easier okay uh, and they've 
I've had parents tell me I've never seen my child glued to the screen for three hours when I would do online classes. Right. Um, but for pointed pen and working with the nib and ink and all of that, I like to say 14 and up okay. because I feel, you know, that's when I also feel there's a little bit of maturity required for, for an art like calligraphy. Okay. And I feel like from what I've seen with my students, 14 has been a good age. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And one last question, Sanjana. What about where have you seen it help your clients, your students most, calligraphy, in terms of development of the brain? What areas have you seen that's helped them? So I feel, I definitely feel people find it therapeutic, of course. So I think it's calming more than anything else. I think I've had people who've had anxiety come to me and say that calligraphy has actually calmed my anxiety. Mm, I've had people, you know, who, I've had a client who whose hands used to shake a lot and just like really bad um, jitters and she would tell me that once I focused on my breathing and just my strokes and my hand and the, all of that, I've actually realized that the shakiness has gone. Amazing. So different places, yeah. I guess, but a lot of people have said it's calming, it's meditative. Uh, like I feel it's definitely helped me with attention to detail, more focus, more precision. And I see that with a lot of my students as well. Wonderful. What a lovely chat. Thank you for your time, Sanjana. To recap very quickly, what are the benefits of calligraphy for the mind? You just told me. It's calming. It's super therapeutic. You will be more focused. And I think your attention to detail will really increase. How long does it take to become a master calligrapher? Years and years and years. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take it slow. Don't, okay. don't rush it. Liam, thank you. Thank you for taking the time thank to you. be here, Sanjana. And thank you to the listeners for listening in. I hope you learned something today. I hope you learned something new. And I hope we've got you a little closer to leading a happier, healthier life. If you enjoyed our show, please take a minute to like it, share it with your friends and press the subscribe button. Thank you. Thank you.